turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities Holiday Edition. Uh, I'm your co-host and brother Jams. I'm your co-host and sister Melissa. Welcome to a look back on uh, all the weird old cartoons you feel like only you remember. Holiday Edition. Holiday Edition. <laughs> Holiday Edition. Mel, uh, how are you? What's new with you? I'm doing okay. Uh, tonight I went out and drove around and just looked at lights for the sake of looking at lights. Oh yeah, the tradition. Did, uh, I guess you and Nick used to do that, but I guess you can't right now. Yeah, I used to have uh, uh, many friends. We would just go on light runs. Light uh, runs. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused like the Tron <laughs> light running. Yeah, so now I just have to go by myself, but I take a podcast with me. Like, I'm not alone. Those, I've got the neighborhood listen. I've got friends. hello from the Magic Tavern. Right. Is the Paula Tompkins listen? is my friend. Hmm? That's that's Paul. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Paul's podcast, right, Mister Tompkins? It's Paul F. Tompkins, <laughs> Mister Tompkins, our substitute teacher. <laughs> it's him and Nicole Parker. It's maybe my favorite new podcast of the year. I think it started maybe late last year on Stitcher Premium, but this yeah. was the first year it was all out for the public. Oh, I didn't know it was on public. I thought it was still behind the paywall. No, no, you can listen to two whole seasons, oh, and it's great. amazing. I highly recommend The Neighborhood Listen. Maybe I'll have to go check that out. I do love me some yeah. TFT. I'm glad that they have Freedom mm-hmm. uh, out on public right now. Mm-hmm. Because I've been listening to that. That's great. You haven't listened to any comedy bang bang before, have you? I mean, we've... I think you must have played some for me before. You've listened to it secondhand. I've listened to it secondhand. I've never listened to it firsthand. I think starting next week, they're going to be releasing the best ofs they do at the end of the year where they have their audience vote on like the top 10 episodes. Yeah. And then they play like a good 15 minute chunk from each of those episodes and they spread it out across like three or four episodes all together. And it's hosted by Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins talking just as themselves, like not in character. Good. So if you want just some good PFT banter and you yeah. want to learn more about comedy, bang, bang, this is a great opportunity. I do love Paul F. Tompkins in everything he does. Mm-hmm. He was such a delight to meet. Um, <laughs> yeah, we met him once. We did. He signed my thr- he signed my thrilling adventure hour graphic novel, which I, I still have. I can't remember. I don't think I had anything because it was just like we knew about it that week that we were going to yeah. go see him. So I don't think I had anything in, in time to get him to sign. Or I didn't mm. enjoy him as much as I did at the time. I was just delighted to meet him. Yeah, he grows on you more and more yeah. each day, like yeah. a f- fine like, wine. Like a nice suit. <laughs> it grows on you more and more each day. Uh, <laughs> you become more suit than man. Yeah. Uh, as in, term- in my neck of the woods, I'm getting over uh, a chest cold, so mm-hmm. this uh, recording is going to hurt me <laughs> vocally, <laughs> oh, but no. I'm off work tomorrow, so I should be fine. I'll, I'll power through it. <laughs> You're suffering for your art. This is this is I'm doing this in the name mm-hmm. of the holidays. <laughs> uh I also have a fun story from work if you want if you're interested. Okay, yes. Uh so I work in a retail space that uh I, I don't want to say which one or where it is, but mm. we recently got a review. A lot of our, our customer base is conservative old white men. 
and we got mm-hmm. a, a, an angry review, a one-star review about how left we were. Like, apparently we made, like, mm-hmm. leftist, leftist comments when we didn't. Huh. Uh, we were just are, we were just telling him not to say anything right. Like, mm-hmm. he was spouting conspiracy theories. We think we know who it was. Uh, uh-huh. And I was like, please don't. I'm not. We're not going to talk politics at our job. Please stop asking yeah. us to. Uh, yes. <laughs> You should and just get your goods and then go home, please. Exactly. Uh, and part of his review, his one-star review was, uh, I guess, paraphrasing, I was particularly uncomfortable with the <laughs> gentleman uh, wearing fingernail polish, which is me. I wear, I wear nail polish. <laughs> so it's very, uh, it's very powerful feeling that my fingernail polish banished this old white man from ever coming back to our store. <laughs> He also called you a young gentleman. Yeah. And like, I'm on the, I'm on the opposite side of 30 than you. And I'm like, boy, for a stranger to call me young. <laughs> what a delight. I was so, yeah, I was so, cause we were so ecstatic when that happened at work. Cause that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we were, that's all we could talk about. Cause that was the last hour we found out, found that review. It was so mm-hmm. great. Uh, and it's not otherwise mean. It doesn't say, like, bad supply, did not no. like store. It's just like, I didn't de- agree with the employees. No, they actually, he actually said, uh, very helpful. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> I hated them, pretty much, which is amazing. It fuels me. Uh, okay. <laughs> before we get too deep into that, though, that's I'm just very okay. excited about that this week. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you took that as a win. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, What's New Scooby-Doo with you? Uh, I've been looking back on some old holiday favorites today. Watch that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Bart shoplifts the video game the for Christmas. Game. Well, he, he wants Bone Storm and instead Marge ah. gets him Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. The classic. We all know. <laughs> Don't lie. We and, all know. <laughs> and I haven't gotten my Christmas music into the rotation yet, but a particular album... I'm delighted to return to every year is John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together. Oh, uh, a CD. We- yes. I, you, you referenced this before the show, before we started the show. And I'm like, I don't remember that Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes more sense now. And now I actually do it's remember an album. it. Yeah. We had it when we were kids. Do you not remember this? I think mainly you had it when we were kids, so I didn't listen to it much. Oh, I'm sorry if I took it and put it in my CD case and you didn't get to have it in yours. No, it's fine. You were much more into Muppets than I was. Not to say I'm not into Muppets. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Muppets person. I just want to take this opportunity to tell everyone to search out this album. And in particular, they do uh, a rendition of the song Christmas is Coming, The Goose is Getting Fat, Put the Penny in the Old Man's Hat, etc., and this is Miss Piggy leading around featuring Gonzo, Scooter, and Robin, a very odd combination of characters. <laughs> and she starts singing. She sings, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. And then Gonzo says, nice. <laughs> it's always Christ. It gets funnier every year. It's unclear whether he's like, oh, good job singing, Pity Piggy, or if he's Pity. like, ah, oh, yeah, thick goose. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, please, 
please, please search out that song. It is on Spotify. Nice. That would be such a great nice. text tone. Skonza <laughs> saying nice. Yeah. I had my text tone for a while was Will Smith saying bees. So <laughs> Bees. You know. Bees. Bees. Yeah. Um I I feel like I've been ingesting a lot of like media recently. I don't know what it is uh-huh. about December. Uh for my what's new Scooby Doo. Like I just like December is the month of like gotta watch a lot of stuff. And I don't know if that's built into us because of like Christmas specials that we watch as a kid mm-hmm. that I must watch a lot of stuff. I get the same feeling on in Halloween. Like yeah. there's so much like Halloween movies that I must be ingesting right now. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been watching like a lot of Christmas stuff. Uh, I am probably going to watch Rise of the Guardians tonight. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that one's really good. That one we'll, maybe we'll do another year. Uh, yeah, like, I've already like, done a podcast about it, but I could do two podcasts there's about no, Rise of the Guardians. There's no law saying you can't do two podcasts about the same topic. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. No, no laws. Uh, but yeah, I've been like catching up on like Mandalorian, uh, mm. catching up on the Seven Deadly Sins, uh what else have I I've just been watching just a whole lot of stuff. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, this is a time when it's it's nice to curl up and be cozy and like you get your Christmas lights on and a festive candle and like a, a mug of a hot beverage. <laughs> like it is kind of a relief to know I don't really have to go anywhere this season. So it's like, oh, this is Yeah. The Christmas for just sitting inside watching movies like that one experience concentrated. Yeah, to get it all out of my system this year. <laughs> uh, I had this was the first year I ever had eggnog. I'd never had eggnog before. Really? I know yeah. we've had eggnog in the house. You didn't have any. I did not consume it in my youth. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I got lactose free eggnog. I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, but still, like it's just I don't. Know why I always thought it tasted like eggs when it just tastes like cream, and no one told me. <laughs> yeah, cream and nutmeg mostly. Did you have yeah. a boozy variant, or was it no, dry? I typically don't like booze and dairy mixed. Uh, oh, that's fair. Yeah, this is think icky for everybody. To me. Yes, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, don't knock it if you like uh, boozy milks. <laughs> But that that's very icky I, to me. I do. I do. That is I like icky my rum to me, shot Melissa. And my hot chocolate. I like my my Irish coffees. We're going to get some eggnog me and my roommate at some point this season. That's good. It's a good it's a yeah. good holiday treat. Uh treat. Only time of the year you get any kind of nog. It's I finally understand Timmy Turner's dad. Like yeah. <laughs> I finally have context for why he is so obsessed with the good nog. uh mel this episode uh this is the first episode we're recording maybe just a week before it launches uh we're recording this on the 15th (laughs) yes 10 days from now uh we'll be releasing it thankfully there's a saturday Mm. on uh christmas this year so amazing what good timing also a saturday for halloween uh yeah yeah very good timing this year uh, for those things exclusively and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is the first year, first one we've recorded since we've kind of put out about five episodes by now. Uh, we record our episodes about enough to have like six or seven like in the chamber before they yeah. are put out. So we're pretty behind, but uh, 
I appreciate everyone that's been listening so far. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for for putting up with us. We we passed over uh, a hundred <laughs> downloads uh, for the for like total downloads of the podcast, and that's amazing. I would have been happy it's... with eight. <laughs> hundred is very good for putting out like four episodes so far. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We. I. I guess that was before our Christine episode released. But yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. I'm just so absolutely stoked. Um. We still would like to uh get feedback from you guys if you guys want to like let us know of anything coming on uh anything you think we can do better uh we mm-hmm. haven't I haven't received any new recommendations for shows so don't be shy about like yeah. DMing us on Twitter or emailing us about recommendations for shows to watch uh because we haven't gotten any in so please send some in uh mm-hmm. uh iTunes reviews uh if you give a five star iTunes review we'll read it on the show. I haven't. I've heard reports that some have appeared, but I can't find them. Uh, so <laughs> there if you have make been a iTunes review for right now uh, until whatever's going on with iTunes get fixed. Uh, please take a little screenshot or a little picture and send it to us, and we'll read it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Anything else? Just, just mostly thank you for for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's good to know there's people out there hearing this stuff. Yeah, I'm so stoked for you to hear what is coming up next. And I'm very thankful for everyone putting up with my mic clipping that has been in the past few episodes. Mm. What happened was I started the podcast very confident in the mic that I had, not thinking about the fact that the mic that I had was in fact maybe like five years old and bought for a f- to be used with a phone and not with a computer. Uh, mm-hmm. So it could have never t- done the job well. And I didn't see that until mm. uh, about six or seven episodes into us like starting our recordings uh where i'm like oh i'm peaking forever uh so (laughs) one continual peak exactly if it i hate editing it and i'm very thankful (laughs) for people that are putting up with it as they listen to it i know not everyone hates Mm. it as much as i do but i know it it is audio poison for certain people so yeah thank you for whoever's putting up with that uh, mm. but yeah what happened is i bought a new mic i bought the same mic mel has so it should be fine now e- editing this yeah i'm looking at my levels now i should be fine that shouldn't happen again <laughs> so thank you everyone for putting up with that uh, mm-hmm. but yeah thank you guys so much for listening and i hope you guys are ready for our holiday episode yeah this is very exciting because this is one of the rare things that one of us remembers that yes. the other person does not. You told me about this movie that I never heard the name of. Yeah. This uh, Today we're watching The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus uh, that came out in the year 2000. Uh, it is fully animated and is not to be confused with the Rankin-Bass uh, uh, stop motion puppet like uh, puppet movies that came out in like 1985. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't realize a good word other than, like, stop motion and puppet. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's entirely stop motion. I don't know if there's any puppets in there. I don't... Something about stop motion makes me feel like they are puppets. Is... Is... I guess you... Well, I guess you do puppet them and that you move them around, but the camera's not on them yeah. while you are moving them. You move them and then you do the camera. Is is Coraline not a puppet? No, she's an animatronic. She's, like, a, a stop motion. Yeah. Like, nobody's uh, hands... See? is inside she, anything There's she's no a stop strings. motion but puppets she's can be a stop like, motion <laughs> i don't think that's the right word for it i don't think you can call someone you're a stop motion perry i don't think that's the right <laughs> term 
She's a, a maquette. Maquette? Okay, I can get down with that. I don't. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the noun equivalent is for stop motion, as if you would say like puppet or animatronic or something. Anyway, <laughs> we didn't yeah, watch yeah. Uh, the stop motion, The Life and <laughs> Adventures of Santa one. Claus. We watched a different one that came out uh, in 2000 from, I think it was from Universal Studios put this out, but like no one remembers it. Yeah, I remember watching it originally when it played on, I want to say Cartoon Network. When they would play like this and like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, mm. all of the other reindeer. Ah, uh, oh, yes. There's a lot of excellent holiday shows, uh, holiday movies we could have picked from. Uh, and that just means we have a lot more potential in the future. But this one stuck out to me because no one had ever, aside from me, had ever heard of it or knew what I was talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. This version of The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus involves uh, a baby... Nicholas Claus being found by Faye and being raised until he's introduced to uh, children. And then he ages, like giving toys to them, getting like being enjoyed by giving toys to them. He uh, ages and-, and gives toys to them. It's not like every time he makes a toy, like he grows grayer. Exactly. This isn't a curse. This is not a Dorian Gray. Uh, <laughs> Dorian. <laughs> um, He ages, and then eventually uh, the Fae is like, he's really good at making kids happy. Probably a good idea for humanity to do that. So let's keep him alive. Let's immortalize this guy. Uh, And that's pretty much the story that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Yeah, it's a very interesting take on a Santa Claus origin story. And this movie is based on, and the Rankin-Bass one, the both of them, they're based on a story by L. Frank Baum, the author of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he, is. he did do a good Wizard of Oz, didn't he? <laughs> he did the one. He did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, the deets for this uh, mm. this movie. Uh, let's th- meet the deets. Let's meet the deets. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it was released in the year 2000. Fun fact, it was released on Halloween in the year 2000. <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing where they have to release Christmas movies early so they can sell them the next two months, but weird that it came out on Halloween. This was released uh, to home video, straight? Yeah. Uh, okay. To home video, as opposed to to home video gay, which no, I was. I, I should have said straight to home video, and then I thought, well, almost everything is released to home video at some point. You need to throw another <laughs> modifying word in there. You do. Uh, it was directed by uh, Glenn Hill and Susan Blue, written by mm-hmm. Hank uh, Sar- Saroyan, I believe is how you pronounce it. Saroyan? Maybe it's that. <laughs> <laughs> S-A-R-O-Y-A-N. Maybe it's Wasn't the boss of Bones named Saroyan? I think her name was spelled like this. I don't agree. I don't know, but I will disagree at this time. Uh, I thought you watched Bones. Never mind. I did watch Bones. I watched Bones a lot. But I didn't... I don't remember (laughs) her boss. Name one Bone! (laughs) Phibia. (laughs) Okay, you've passed. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> uh, music by uh, Misha Seagal notable actors in this movie there's a lot of good like voice actors like notable voice actors yes. in this um, let's see like let's let me pull up IMDb so I remember well, what their, Santa what their Claus roles are. himself 
Uh, uh, Santa Claus himself is Jim Cummings. Well, that's that's old uh, Santa Claus. Adult uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus is the way we typically imagine a Santa Claus. Yeah, He's Jim played Cummings. by a different actor in his earlier life. Yeah, Jim Cummings, a.k.a. Pete uh, from uh, <laughs> Disney. I almost said King of Hearts. He's most, not just from King of Hearts. Most things, but yeah, yeah. I feel like I typically think of Pete. Yeah, he just sounds like a Pete. Uh, young <laughs> Santa Claus is played by Robbie Benson, uh, best known for the voice of Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, many a Disney legend. Yeah. Uh, Dixie Carter is uh, Santa's mom, Nasile. Uh, she's she was like a singer-songwriter. She did a lot of like yeah. old shows that I don't recognize, but I still wanted to mention her. Uh, mm-hmm. Her voice is pretty. Hal Holbrook is the voice of Ak, Master Woodsman of the World, who is just the big, powerful fae uh, that helps yeah. out Santa Claus. Uh, he's... Uh, the only thing I could recognize, he's he's a notable actor. He's he played like Deep Throat in All the President's Men. He's, ah. he's been in a lot of old stuff. He was in Lincoln. Uh, I think the credit that stuck him out for me was he played Amphitryon in uh, Hercules in Disney's <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, good to have another god among us. Yeah. Uh, who else do we got? We got, there's so many people. We got, I think, Kath Susie playing those kids. Yeah. Uh, that doing pretty much exactly the Phil and Lil voices. Right. <laughs> like, almost exactly. I, I wrote this down, but yeah. definitely, like, just, I mean, just Phil and Lil were in this movie. Yeah. You can improve on greatness. You can try, but you often can't. Uh, mm. also, the, the very famous Carlos, uh, uh do you know how to pronounce his last name? Alizraki? Alizraki. Uh, it's got a Z and an R next to it. I assume it's Alizraki, uh, who is best known as uh, Mr. Crocker from Fairly Odd Parents. Wow, I was going to say Rocco. Uh, he is Rocco too, isn't he? I guess he is more, maybe yeah. more best known from that. I don't think I even knew he was Mr. Crocker. There, there you go. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, also, uh, the man himself, Maurice LaMarche, uh, is in this, not for very long, a lot, a big, a much shorter role than I expected, but very yeah. obviously Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, like, that's just the brain playing a sad king in this story. He wasn't even sad, he was almost clearly evil. <laughs> <laughs> He's evil, but in, like, the most low-energy way I've ever seen. That's how Maurice LaMarche does it. That's how his voice sounds. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those are those are some of the votable votable noise actors, notable voice <laughs> actors uh, from this movie. But without further ado, let's get into it because we're pretty far into this already. Uh, this movie's <laughs> not too long though; it's only about an hour and fifteen, so mm-hmm. we can we can zip through this. I think for my voice's sake, mm. at least. Yeah, let me know if you want me to to take the lead on this. I took a, a decent amount of notes here. Okay. Well, I'll start out. Uh, so we open up on Ack narrating the the voice of uh, Hal Holbrook. He's a very warm tone to his voice. He's clearly like very well fit to be a narrator of movies. Uh, yeah, he's got a and- Professor Clear Eyes sound to him. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I wonder if he's Professor Clear Eyes now. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember who Professor Clear Eyes is. Is this Clear Eyes? Or is that Ben Stein as Professor Clear Eyes? 
We're thinking, we're talking about uh, We're Back, a dinosaur story, or dinosaur's tale. I don't remember if he was, because it was Professor Screw-Eyes was the bad one. Yeah. Was it Professor Clear-Eyes? I'm looking it up now. We got one sentence into this. Oh, <laughs> we got- okay. <laughs> we got so, we got a sentence in and had to stop immediately. <laughs> to talk about We're Back, a dinosaur's story, Walter Cronkite plays Professor he plays Captain New Eyes. New Eyes. Brand new it's eyes. Screw boy. Eyes. Screw Eyes and New Eyes. The I brothers. Knew it, I knew it. Yeah, they're brothers. I knew it had to be a rhyme. And it, it couldn't be Professor Ben Stein, Professor Clear Eyes. <laughs> okay. Let's get back into this. We can't let this keep happening. Uh, okay, okay. So we, we open with Ack narrating, talking about uh, the rules of like the Fae. Uh, and like narrating and talking about humans and about how the world works. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of like cinematic shots of like animals and stuff like that. It's very stiff and anim- like cine- cinematography. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, the background paintings are very pretty. Yeah. But the character and the, some of the character designs are nice, but the character animation is a little like the grandma got run over by a reindeer TV special. Yeah. It's a little stiff. It kind of feels like it was animated in a hurry, but it's also kind of hard to tell that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's like just some stiff stuff. Like sometimes it's just the characters walk into the foreground and they move as a tree moves past them and we cut to a different shot. It's a lot of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's even a moment uh, where we, so we, we meet the forest. Uh, we meet the forest. We are introduced <laughs> to the Fey Forest, the forest of Burzee, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my notes, it was autocorrected to the Forest of Burger. Uh, <laughs> it is not this. It is yeah. the Forest of Burzeech. And we meet uh, some fairies. Uh, most notably, we meet Nasil, uh, who appears to be just the tallest of the fairies for no explanation. <laughs> Um, she ha- maybe she's so tall because she has a special role among the fairies. She maybe. prepares the first nectar of the season. Yeah, tells you what the season's going to be like. Yeah, it's th- it's the Groundhog's Day nectar that Ack drinks. Is like, yeah, uh, yeah, this is pretty good. I think six more weeks of winter. Or <laughs> I think it's I think it's supposed to like say like how good the harvest is going to be, or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, but it's just it just feels like man. New Mountain Dew flavors out. Six <laughs> six more weeks of winter. <laughs> but the Fey version. Yes. Uh, but yeah, while Ak is like drinking this like magic nectar potion, it cuts for a reaction shot to the dwarves who do not move an inch. It looks like it just <laughs> cut to a like a screen uh, to a painting and then cut right back. Just mm-hmm. that's a good way to to describe how this movie is going to play out. Yeah. So, Ak is saying that. So, Ak explains to the audience that fairies and humans can't intersect. He is the only one who can travel among the humans. And he's telling the fairies, just this morning, I found a human infant left at the edge of the woods. Yeah. And the second he finds his baby, he can tell there's something special about the baby. And a lioness named Shigra walks up and she looks at the baby and she's like, yeah. And she also speaks using a voice. She says, yeah, I can tell. This is one real special baby. His midichlorians are very high. (laughs) 
And Ak doesn't want <laughs> Ak doesn't want to bring the baby directly into the Fey Kingdom, so he gives the baby to the lion you're, and asks the lion You're to gonna nurse, baby right. He asks the lion to nurse the baby, which is the wild part of this to me. Like he tells the other Fey about this, and they're like, You left a baby with a lion? Which <laughs> yeah, you should be surprised. But part of this narrative is that Santa Claus has drinking lion milk. <laughs> now, we don't know this for a fact, because very quickly after uh, Ak tells Nasil, uh, she's like, well, heck, I want that baby. And then goes to the lioness <laughs> and says, hey, you didn't really want that baby, do you? Because I kind of want that baby. And mm. the lioness is like, yeah, I didn't see this going very far anyway. Uh, here you go. So where's it no... Seems like it's- it seems like it's been 12 hours. No. I feel like once. It's been like half a day. Because Ak didn't tell the other Faye about this immediately. He says just this morning. Like, this is a casual update later in the day. Like, hey, everyone, I found a baby. And I didn't think I should bring the baby over here. So I left the baby with a lion. <laughs> and the baby's out there drinking lion milk right now. Six, four weeks of winter. <laughs> That's I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> that that stood out to you. So Nasil goes to Shigra and Shigra warns her, contact between humans and immortals is forbidden. You can't touch this baby at all. She, Literally, you can't. And, and she's like, Well, what if I did though? You already broke a rule. Let's keep breaking rules, baby. Yeah, she's like I want to hug the baby. And then the next day, she takes the baby to Ak. Ak, who wakes up from his slumber by just unfurling his wings and appearing in our realm yeah. can, from can wherever stop, it is he sleeps. Can we stop and describe Ak for a second? Yeah, he has, he, like, uh, hawk wings. He's got this, like, this, I, I didn't want to say dress, but, like, wizard's gown, I guess. That's just, yeah. like, a bunch. It looks like he has, like, tinsel. It's just, like a bunch of like contrinsic uh, pointed stars all the way down. And he's got mm. big bird wings, big long beard, white man. Uh, he's got a basic like gold crown with one point. And it looks like he just has like a stump growing out of that with some leaves on top and like a Sims. Jewel. Oh, <laughs> it looks like he has like uh like weird horns. Like he's an elk. Sort Is he of. The, it, and that's what that those became just a big stump. Yeah, they don't exactly look like antlers. I said horns. They have antlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Eddie's wings. And he's, yeah, he just has he big, looks, big bird wings. He looks great, though. He's he's fun he's to look it. at. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good as like an, an Odin-type character. Yeah, exactly. That's That's pretty much what his role is, but he's much warmer than Odin is. Yeah. But yeah, he's so, so warm. In fact, that the next day when Nasil brings him the baby, well, first he yells at her like, no, "You yeah. can't break the rules." No, what You're he not says, allowed to touch a baby. What she, what he, what she asks is like, "Could I ever raise a baby?" Uh, and Ak lets out a big uproarious laugh and is like, "No, of course not. It's forbidden." <laughs> Which not is that such you a can't as like a judge of character. I'm just saying, like factual, like legally, you can't. <laughs> no, that's illegal. Yeah, it's just a very, a very weird take. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> but then Nasil's like, okay, what if I already did like watch the baby for the night? And then Ak is like, well, if you already did it, I guess we're just all going to keep living like this. <laughs> I guess this is our life now. Right, like he yells at her for breaking the rules, and like he seems like if he is this Odin type character, doesn't he make the rules? I don't know who's enforcing the rules. It seems like it's just him, and he can change his mind at any time. He's he's master of the forest, but it is implied at the end that he's oh, not. That's right. He's not the the grand fae of the world. There's like a lot mm-hmm. of different fae lords. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just the forest one. He's forest man. Uh, so yeah, and then he's like, yeah, I guess I guess we're in baby town now. Uh, so <laughs> we cut to Nasil like raising the baby, and then enters Whisk. Uh, the comic relief sidekick literally plummets into the scene. Plummets, he falls from the he, sky through a window. He falls into the window, into where like the the baby was, and where Nasil and or, like some fairy friends were. He's like, "Hey, I just is am I on the right side of the mountain? Like, I just do those those catapults really did work, didn't they? Huh? Like, yeah. He just uh he claims he was escaping from uh, Agawas, which is spelled yeah. A-W-G-W-A. So oh. it's 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 pronounced Agawa, not to be pronounced with Aguman. Uh, <laughs> and the Agawas, he's, she's like, uh, the fairy's like, you didn't really run into an Agawa out there. We've never seen them before. Uh, they're supposed to be very evil creatures. And he's like, oh yeah, you want to see what they look like? And this whisk is this little monkey man. With like a little, yeah, a little hat and a vest? He looks like a Manchichi. A Manchichi? Please elaborate. A Manchichi is a small doll from the 80s. It looks approximately like uh, a, a small ape of some kind, but also like a cute magical baby. You're going to Google. It's M-O-N-C-H-E-E. C-H-E-E. It's a Manchichi. It's a real toy. I remembered it from I Love the 80s. And this is kind of what he looks like. But, you know, he's like pointed ears. He's got more of like a, you know, cute little sprite look to him. These are very cute, but uh, not this round for for uh, for Whisk. Yeah, Whisk (laughs) is like he's like Abu, but like the next evolution up with with like pants and like a hat. And he's like got like a furry tail and he's got sass. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he is the comic relief sidekick. I will say that he was less annoying than you may imagine no, that yeah. type of character would be. He's he's kind of cute. Yeah, he's he's got like good com like uh, comedic relief, and he's a good friend. Uh, he's a good friend. Yeah. So he likes like oh you've never seen Agua before. Well, they look like this, and he grows into like a big like like golem, like a big ro- like stone golem with glowing red eyes. Mm. Uh, and like a big like r- like brow that covers the eyes down, uh, and like spooks him, uh, and then he falls. I think he trips and he lands like by the baby. He's like, "What's this? What are you doing with this? How did you get a baby? <laughs> What's it called?" Yeah. So Nasil has not bothered to name the baby until somebody directly a- directly asks her for the baby's name. Like a mom, and does. she says, "Well, in our ancient language, claws means little one." And that's as far as she get. And then she says, I'll let Ak name him. 
And then the next scene, she takes him to Ack. And Ack narrating says, I named him Nicholas, which I knew to be a human name. Yeah. And then we get just kind of like a Nicholas Claus growing up montage, which is very nice. It's very, very Tarzan. Uh, yeah. Very just him hanging out with trees and gnomes and uh, and fairies and stuff like that. And hanging out with Whisk as if it were tur- uh, Turk. Uh Yeah. Just very, very Tarzan montage. Very, very wholesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then uh, Nicholas grows up to have red hair, which I appreciate because my favorite Santa Claus origin story is Santa Claus is coming to town from our friends at Rankin Bass. And that's got a redheaded Santa. Yeah. I don't know if that was in the original story uh, for whoever wrote this, Mr. Uh, L. L Frank Baum. L. Frank Baum. Frank L. Baum. Who? Frank the bomb diggity. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if that's inherent to the story, because that's that's a fun little uh, touch. Uh, oh, yeah. he's So he's all grown up now, and he's got, like, a turkey hat. Uh, he has this, <laughs> like, brown hat that has, like, two little, like, dangly bits and then, like, a little nub at the top. Like, it's, <laughs> like he's wearing a turkey on his head. Uh, yeah. And Ak approaches him. Or no, he's talking to uh, Nasil, his mom. He's like, I feel like I'm not supposed to belong here anymore. I'm a human. I should probably <laughs> see what the humans are up to. And she yeah. reminds him that if you go and stay with the humans, you can never, co- you can never come back here. Uh, to which Ak appears and says, hey, time to go see those humans. Uh, but not to spook you. Here's my invisibility cloak so they don't see you. And he gives him like a, a red sash to tie around his waist. Uh, so he yeah. can disappear and fly. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, and it, if it's and it's if he loses that sash, then he'll have to dwell among the humans and never see the Fey again for some reason. But before he meets up with Ak and he gets a sash, there's a bit where he goes and talks to Whisk and some some dwarves in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> he walks up to them, and Whisk has been like transforming into things to to show these these dwarves and. <laughs> And Nick walks up and then Whisk turns and says, turns to him and says, like, oh hi, Nick. And this is what a horse looks like. And then he turns (laughs) just continuing an unheard conversation from earlier to the wrong person. And then he doesn't transform into a horse. I think he transforms into a dog. Yeah. This is the joke about Whisk is that he never gets anything exactly right. Yeah. Which is weird because I don't think that ever comes up again. (laughs) So Nicholas receives this a- this sash from Ack, this Ack from Sash, Sash or Ack or Ackersack, uh, and he ties it on and goes to fly, and then just like immediately falls down as the sash falls off, and everyone's like, don't do that, you're bad at sash yeah. tying, uh, <laughs> if you lose it, you can never come back, uh, and then they, so Ack and uh, Nicholas take a flyover to the neighboring village, uh, which is in like a weird era uh, that I'm not sure of because everyone has different accents. There's like a castle, yeah. but there's also like like peasants and stuff like that. But I'm not sure who the yeah. king is. Uh, right. And like there's the Maurice LaMarche character who I described as the king, but in hindsight, I don't know if he was wearing a crown. No. He might have just been the only person living in the castle. So I'm like, I guess that's king. I think he's a lord, perhaps. Uh, he's he's some sort of landed gentry. I don't know. Yeah, this seems like just sort of an ambiguous, vague, uh, medieval Europe type village. Yeah, 
but yeah, everyone has weird accents. There's a Scottish man yelling at kids to like get back to work. There's a very posh boy who's like, "Can I have the toy, father?" <laughs> and then there's just a, a a guy with just a regular mid a kid with a regular Midwestern voice. Uh, Hi, I'm Ethan. <laughs> yeah, his it's Ethan. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I I have no idea when this takes place. Uh, no. <laughs> I also don't know because there's a lion around, an animal typically of the African savanna, and I don't know if the lion is from like. Well, she can talk, so I guess she's from the fae side of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe she traveled. Maybe she's an international lion. But yeah, you'd have vaguely Europe type village, but with animals of the whole wide world. Sometimes lions could just walk where they want to. Right, that lion walked all the way up to Europe. We, we can walk where we want to. Sometimes lions do that. So we we're introduced to what the humans are like in this world. Essentially, just kids being forced to walk. So, sorry, did I say walk? I said work. <laughs> Kid, no running. Kids must be forced to walk. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, kids are yeah. The kids have to work. There's uh some sort of a, a little lady in the <laughs> castle a little girl i said little lady because she's the lord's daughter yeah no that would that's, be a lady then she's yes yeah, a little lady there's no better word for it <laughs> right this little lady is up there and she's looking down at the kids and you know they may be peasants but they're all playing with each other and having fun and she may be a little lady, but she's up there in the castle all alone. She's like, Father, why can't I play with the children? And he's like, because you have more things than them. Like, you're a different <laughs> type of person. You can't mix with them. Stay up here. Stay up here in our sad, tired castle. And she's like, oh, I wish I had a friend. <laughs> Again, that also reminds me of uh, uh, We're Back in Dinosaur Story. <laughs> sounds like we're right her hat's gonna blow away sounds like we're gonna be watching that soon um mm-hmm. we've already watched it this year did we we watched it several months ago oh we did for the discord yeah uh well it's never it's never too soon to rewatch that it's a good movie no um so yeah it kind of like we we're introduced to like how like the agawas will sometimes be play tricks on the humans and make them work more than they have to. Uh, Aguas love seeing humans in a bad way, uh, just like messing with them and tormenting them and all that. Later, they're yeah, ver- throwing rocks at yeah. them and then ducking behind a wall. Yeah. Nicholas sees this. And he's like, well, maybe I'll help them one day, but I can't right now. Uh, and we, mm-hmm. and we cut and we do like a transition and suddenly we're faced with adult Nicholas. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> I got to move out, mom. I got to go build my own house. <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking Whisk with me. Whisk, who's been living with us yeah. the entire time. We're going to be roommates. We're going to have a bachelor pad. And so they walk to a random spot in the road, and he's like, we'll build our house here. Yeah. Let's go get some logs. They, they walk, and, and they, he, they walk and he says, finally, we're in the valley of Hoa, Ho-Ha-Ho. Ho-Ho-Ho. And I was just like, is this going to relate to him saying Ho-Ho-Ho? But it doesn't. It's it just, doesn't. just a, a no. weird joke. <laughs> He just he, so him. he just says he just learns to say ho 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 because that's how we laugh 
And that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not related. So they've been whisk creep. <laughs> they collect all the logs and then they get tired and take a nap. Yeah. And, and then, then all of the other Fae. All the Fae play this <laughs> sick prank on them. Where, yeah. where while they're sleeping, they design and build a full house, furnishes, <laughs> furnishings and decorations, shingles, the whole nine yards. What a good, mm. what a good joke. <laughs> and they're like, if anybody wakes up, hit them on the head with a pine cone and that will knock them out. Yeah. They'll be back asleep again and they won't learn the surprise. Have we mentioned that this movie is a musical? Because well, it is. <laughs> There are maybe three songs in this. I wouldn't put call to there's like There's like three or four. I think the work... And I did like the music in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the music's fine. in particular is very pretty. Yeah. And I like this work song. I, I think I love a work song. I love <laughs> Hi-Ho, uh, When the Dwarves Sing It, and, and yeah. Snow White. Name, I love... Um, name two more. My favorite song in... <laughs> my favorite song in Frozen is just the ice pickers at the very beginning of the movie. That is a very good song. You're right. I think that's the best one. The best and, um song. Oh, oh. Princess Giselle sings a, a song while she's like cleaning up Patrick Dempsey's apartment. So there's three Disney examples for you. What's that from? Enchanted. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Maybe watch that. Uh, so yeah, the, the chorves just have this like nice sense of humor and just build an entire house for them. Uh and then they're all done like they put a fireplace the fireplace is roaring uh they put like all the furnishings everything he needs a bed everything like they build it all from scratch uh in one night because uh why not uh mm. and <laughs> nick and Wh- uh whisk wake up and their first thought is like oh no all the logs we collected we've been robbed and then they look <laughs> two meters to the left and see, oh, brand new house. It must be all of our friends <laughs> came and built it. No other reason that a house would be there. Right. I guess, you know, the joke in our human world is, oh, what did elves do it overnight? Whereas here, yes. Oh, elves did this overnight. That must be what it oh, is. <laughs> thanks, elves. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he just he just accepts it. He doesn't like go and like, like we'll have to thank him. He's like, oh. They did it. I'm so happy. <laughs> we, we've got a house. We got he a house. goes inside the house and there's a wriggling purple bag on his bed and he opens it up and it's uh, somebody has gotten him a cat. And I didn't write down who think, said this. I think somebody said, okay, so his mom gets him a cat and she says, Axe says that humans like these. So I hope you like her too. So they've got this little cat and <laughs> Looks like the cat from Pinocchio. Yeah. Which is fitting for a, a man who carves wood to own, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, tux a black cat. and white cat like that. Yeah. Right. Our dad should get one of those cats. He won't. <laughs> he won't. He won't, but it'd be precious if he did. We, Cartoon dad would have one of those cats. We've wanted Live him to get one. Dad. <laughs> for so long, and he just won't. He, he just needs a shop animal. He does. Get him a bird. Yeah. Get him a parrot <laughs> and sleep in the shop. <laughs> A parrot that just imitates drill sounds. <laughs> They'll be the best no of words. <laughs> so he gets this cat and he watches her blink and says, I'll call you Blinky. <laughs> just a horrible uh, pull for a name. <laughs> 
And we get my favorite joke in the movie, which is when Whisk is afraid that the cat's going to eat him. And Nick says, she won't eat you unless you turn into a bug or something. And then Whisk says, or something. We're going to need to get more specific here. <laughs> Movie's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cute. It's charming. Yeah. At, at this point in my notes, I've written down that Whisk feels like the Sonic of this movie. Yeah. He's like a Sonic and a Tails all in one. Oh, the legend. <laughs> Two become one. Uh, so, Nicholas, now that he's a little bit closer... I actually highlighted my audacity. Now that now that Nick is a little bit closer to the human village, he's kind of like walks in, uh, and he, <laughs> he's just. I don't think he he brings toys at this point. I think he's just talking to kids. Or, it's no, he's just reconnaissance. Yeah, he meets like his he's neighbor. He's trying to figure out. Yeah, he meets his neighbor. So he wa- and his and uh, it's a man and a woman who have two daughters. I think. Uh, no, I think they've got a little boy who won't stop crying and a is. little girl who does not speak. Yeah. And he, he just swoops is... in and picks up the baby. The baby stops crying. And after the visit, the girl says something like he's just superb with kids. Right. And the dad is so flat and despondent with his life. Like he, <laughs> Nicholas walks up to him and he's like, hello, my name is Andrew. <laughs> Wife inside. Named Martha. Two kids. <laughs> and the, he's, the he's, mom is also like, just, it seems to have no joy in life. He's, it's his first day at the, as an NPC. <laughs> kind of just like, <laughs> he just learned the script. He's yeah. like, wife inside, quest, quest if you need it. <laughs> Wood for fire. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love this scene where Nicholas just immediately like, like clicks with these kids and figure, yeah. figures out how to like be nice to them. Cause he's never been around kids before he, he grew up right. alone. He, he, he literally walks in and says to the mom, may I, I've never seen a baby and then picks up the baby. Yeah. Uh, and I love a protagonist. That's immediately great with kids. Uh, that, yeah. that might be why I build D and D characters that are immediately very friendly to everyone because I subconsciously Aww. remember this movie. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Just build an assorted kinds of Santa Claus and Dungeons and Dragons. I've made uh, a Triton called Razul Dazul uh, who made who used prestidigitation just to make little busts of everyone and hand them out. And my DM <gasps> bent the rules to say that they lasted after I made them. Um, oh hooray yeah i miss that character anyway (laughs) anyway this is the point of the movie where the santa claus things start happening uh yeah where he's just like well i would love to go back and visit the people that i met in town but it's so snowy outside uh what i could do is i could leave something at the doorstep just to show that i stopped by uh so he starts like whittling a cat uh there's a scene where he goes home and he's he picks up a log from like next to the fireplace and he looks at the log and says this is the answer yeah and it looks approximately like blinky and then he carves it to look like blinky and he's like i will give these to the sad children yeah exactly and he carves 50 blinkies to begin with he doesn't diversify (laughs) for a long time it's just cats he's no he knows what he's good at 
Uh, mm-hmm. And then while it's still snowing outside, we meet uh, Ethan again. Ethan is this kid with a limp that he met earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid that just sounds like a Midwestern kid. Uh, <laughs> and Yeah, Ethan from your class. You know, Ethan. Uh, and so Ethan's trying to get to him because uh, Nick complimented his cane. He's like, oh, that's really good worksmanship. Uh, mm-hmm. So Ethan was on his way to, to carry, uh, to bring the cane to him in the snowstorm. Uh, and then the Aguas, like, uh, want to see this kid dead. Uh, and they start, like, <laughs> I think they, like, prevent him from getting there or make him get lost till Nick has to go yeah. out and find him. And then when he yeah. finds him, the Aguas are looking at this crystal that's like their TV. And they're just so what? angry. They're like, oh, no, I wanted to see that kid die. I thought it was funny that L. Frank Baum has written at least two stories that both involve a lion of some kind and villains looking into a seeing stone. Yeah. It's a big mood. Yeah. Maybe our best seeing stone-based author. (laughs) Maybe. And Ethan, he's upset. He's like, Nick, Nick, you never came back into town. And it seems like it's only been two days since Nick was last there. I think it's like and months. Nick's like, yeah. It didn't seem like it was. They treated it like it was months, but the time passes weird here, I guess. The narrative didn't really convey that time. And also Nick was like, it it has been snowing. I, I That's why I didn't go into town. But you're here now. You traveled all this way to bring me a cane and you're going to sleep in my bed and I'm going to sleep upright in my wooden throne that, <laughs> that the elves built me. Gotta have one and he home. gives him a wooden cat, and Ethan falls asleep cuddling a large hunk of wood. <laughs> <laughs> then we see, uh, as time goes on, Nick makes more animals, still doesn't grow a beard. He's clean-shaven for a lot of this movie. Yeah, he's clean-shaven up until the point he's Santa Claus. <laughs> right, there's no transition period between just an adult man and full Santa Claus. Yeah, it's it's immediate. Yeah, he's. I think it's that's this is the transition that happens. Where he's, uh, I think at some point maybe he meets like the little lady again. Uh, yeah, she comes to him, uh, and she's like a little older now. She was maybe like ten to begin with, and now she's like seventeen or something. Mm-hmm. She comes to him on on a horse surrounded by knights, and she asks for one of the toys, and he's like, "Why? Well, I, I mostly make the toys for the little kids who don't have anything else, but I guess since you special asked for one, I can give it." to you and he like makes one special for her and he makes her a, a just a wooden carving of his mom take <laughs> his mom doll here's my mom doll <laughs> and she's really touched by it and she's like oh how did you know i needed a friend and you know the le- it's like yes she's had all of these material possessions her whole life when the other kids didn't but she never had the friend and by giving her the gift when he was initially hesitant about it like you don't need more things she needed the friend. She's got a mom friend now, and she carries <laughs> mom friend with her <laughs> through the rest of her life. Wouldn't you? Right. I would <laughs> I would love a series of mom action figures. Oh, I'm sure those exist. Uh, mm. Maybe not our mom, but they, they must exist. <laughs> um, Last year at World Market, I was looking at the Christmas ornaments, and they had this little, like, felted woolen animal it was like this little brown dog with these big floppy ears and it's wearing a red sweater and it has these big glasses and it's holding a book 
And I looked at it in the store and I'm like, I like this. Why do I like this? <laughs> it isn't until after when I like leave the store where I'm like, that dog looks like the Animal Crossing version of our mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, and But I didn't buy it. Oh, no. like, I haven't been to the store to see if it's back this year, but I wish I had that again. That would have been great. I'm sure we can mm. commission something like that, though. Um, <laughs> Animal yeah. Crossing portraits of our parents. That would honestly, that would be pretty sweet, pretty wholesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is also the, the part of the movie where we get uh, one of my favorite lines because we see the Aguas watching uh, Nicholas give out these toys, and they're like, "No, they're bringing too much joy to the children. We have to stop Nicholas." And the the king of the Aguas turns to his second in command and says. You are the supreme general of evil. You think of a plan. Which is just a nice generic role. <laughs> a nice... <laughs> just, you're the supreme general of evil. It's your job. Yeah. A line that you should be it. a joke, but isn't. The, these Aguas gave me real Power Rangers villain vibes. Yeah, that's that. I get that too. And maybe not just because I'm listening to a lot of power, uh, Morphing Grid. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Around this time, we get the scene where the the Phil and Lil children go and visit Nick. Yeah. And he hears a knock on the door, and he opens the door, and it's this little girl who says, You that man what makes cats? <laughs> <laughs> it is just like that. <laughs> and he brings him inside, and he's like, Well, I'm out of the regular cats, but I do have this. And like, there was a scene before this where um, Shigra, the lion from the beginning of the movie came back and the he she like modeled for him like he carved a toy based on her and it was the scene of like she knows she's about to die and she's gonna go visit him soon and he's like i have carved her the way that i remember her and she'll live forever like this so he's so he tells these little kids i don't have a regular cat but i have this and he pulls out this carving of the lion and the kids <laughs> scream cry cower in the other room and then the little little girl says she's too scary and then nicholas says she's not scale scary to me <laughs> i did like that too that little slip <laughs> it was very sweet <laughs> he talks like they talk it's he's mm-hmm. he, he talks on their level, uh, but this is about the the cutscene where we we cutscene. This is about the cut where we finally see kind of like the Santa Claus variant of Nicholas. Uh, yeah, I I do want to say yeah. So he has progressed in age several decades. He's like oh 70, 80 years old now. Blinky the cat is still exactly yeah. the same. She's I, a mortal cat. <laughs> She's not a fairy cat. No, well. I, we don't know that. She she must be. Otherwise, they like major continuity slip. Or he's had like a generation of like 10 blankies. Oh, that's is, sad. <laughs> but yeah. This is like Snowball 2. Yeah, this is Blinky 10. Maybe. Maybe that is the case. Uh, so we're up in like it's snowy season again. And, and uh, I'm just, I'm just going to start calling him Santa Claus because he's Santa Claus at this yeah. point. And Santa Although Claus I d- <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I do want to say the way that they bring this up, you know, some Santa Claus origin stories really try and uh, build the reason for these names into the narrative. Whereas in this Axe narration just says word spread that Nicholas was a saint, Saint Nicholas. 
Order some Santa Claus. <laughs> is that really an abbreviation? No, guess- it, is, it isn't. No, it's <laughs> the clause part was mentioned earlier, but is not connected back to this. They don't explain what Santa means. Isn't Santa- I guess it isn't it. I it think for it like ha- Santa it- Barbara and Santa. I guess it is an abbreviation, like a, a derivative of the word saint. Yeah, but like we don't live in Santa Louis. Ex- <laughs> but he doesn't explain how, like, the people who call him saint know that he was called Claus once as a baby. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't connect. No, but he's Santa Claus now. There's, he's Santa Claus. There's no way around it. Uh, so he's back in the snow, like, trudging through the snow, trying to make his deliveries. And the Aguas finally come up with a good plan. They're, <laughs> they're just going to roll up on him. Uh, and knock him over while the other one is like standing on their crouch down and like knock him over that way, like an old mm. child school prank. Uh, and then they just banish him to like the like the other side of the mountain, I think. Uh, yeah. And then we have like a like one scene where a bunch of wild animals are about to jump uh Santa Claus, and then I forget what they call them. I think they call them nooks. Uh. They they introduce a lot of different fae creatures without really explaining yes. wh- what purpose yeah. they serve or like what kind of the, the differences are and I really like that mm. uh, yeah so th- like this like n- creature called a nook comes down uh, Santa Claus whispers the nook password he sc- the nook scares away the wild animals and then we cut back to uh, Nasil and Whisk wondering how to get Santa Claus back and then he just appears on his bed uh, seemingly being teleported back by the nook <laughs> but it is not mm-hmm. referenced it is not impeded in any way other than his toys <laughs> being stolen he just yeah. is teleported back and there's no explanation of it <laughs> there's a very sweet scene where uh, the little lady her name is Natalie we could have been calling her that the whole time yeah. when Natalie comes back because she's heard that all of his toys were stolen and she brings the Nasil doll back to him so that he can give it to another kid who needs a friend. So Nick has been having trouble trudging through the snow to bring all of these toys to kids. And he had uh, one of the elves lent him two reindeer named Holly and Mistletoe to help him out. Uh, but then he was upset, like, nope, you, th- there's Agua's after you. You're putting my reindeer in too much danger. I don't want to do that anymore. You're back to walking. Yeah. And then Ak is also growing concerned about this. He's like, okay, Nick. You're going to deliver toys one night a year at night in the dark. That's what it is. Your things. Mu- yes. I guess so that like the kids don't see you. So they don't notice you. Like you got to start being secretive about this. And uh, they also bargain for eight reindeer. And he finds out that they can fly. And he's like, you didn't tell me that the earlier ones can fly. <laughs> and, the, and the little elf says, well, you didn't ask. Yeah. It's like a nice little exchange of like, man, it sure would be great if these reindeer can fly. And he's like, they can <laughs> and he's just like, what do you yes. tell me? He's like, you didn't ask. That is one of my favorite timeless, ageless jokes. Great for kids, great for people of all ages. You didn't ask. Yeah. And that's why I didn't tell you a very obvious thing. <laughs> uh, so Christmas is coming up. Also, they mentioned that Christmas is a day before toys and stuff yeah. like that, which I guess I never thought about because I'm a greedy child. That... that <laughs> Christmas was a thing that existed before toys being given was a thing. Uh, I it, it, 
which it does in our world, of course, but in this world, there is no addressing of any kind of faith-based holiday. No, not at all. Like, you're not seeing anything but the Santa Claus mythos. So to see when the Santa Claus mythos is still being built up, that it's like, yes, I'm about to go out here on Christmas Eve. It's, it, it's like, how is, it al- how is it already Christmas Eve? You haven't done it yet. The whole film, The whole film feels a lot like a religious propaganda, but if that religion was Santa Claus... <laughs> this does kind of have the vibe of a of a religious cartoon that would be on TV at five in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but not vegetable related. Uh, yeah, none it none here to be seen. So uh, Nick is all getting ready for Christmas, but it's not looking good. He doesn't have a lot of toys left over. The Agos have been stealing most of his toys, but they've been hoarding them somewhere. Uh, so. <laughs> Ack and the rest of the Fae all band together and be like, we got to help Nick out. He's our boy. Let's start a fairy war uh, and go to war with the Agawas. Yeah, we're not telling Nick. He's not involved in this. Exactly. Yeah, I kind of really like that because the big fight of the movie, the main character is not involved in at all. They're doing it for him. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't want a Santa Claus that has been in a war. (laughs) Not in my day and age. Yeah, so they they bring up all the great fairy folk. They name a bunch of stuff like we know what it means, but we don't. Uh, like yeah. rills and nooks and, and you know fey and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then we go to the ki- the kingdom of the Agawas, which is a big rocky rocky. I think it's like a volcano or like a mountain. Uh, yeah, and they got like giants. They got a whole ass dragon. Uh, it's an Eastern style dragon, yeah. which is interesting for such a, a European feeling setting. Yeah. And then I think they just kind of cut to the chase and get right to war. Uh, yeah. They, there's a scene where uh, like they're fighting each other and they freeze the giants and then they push them over and they shatter. Uh, yeah. And then the fairies roll up and just blast them. And those shattered pits turn into butterflies like that makes the murder okay <laughs> so do the butterflies have like agua souls inside them like fractions they must or wow. or it's to get rid of the evidence yeah i who knows there's also a, a very fun bit where the aguas they they roll into these like rock balls like an armadillo and they're going to roll at all of these fairies soldiers standing in line. And they're rolling down there and rolling down there. And when they're about to hit them, the fairies just fly <laughs> vertically up because they have wings. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's, We don't get to see, like, Ack punching anyone or, like, any, <laughs> any like, really brutal, like, fights. It's mostly just, like, tricks uh, mm-hmm. and, like, little, like, cutting schemes and stuff like that. Uh, but eventually they, they knock the Agawas off of like a cliff uh or i think at some point they're turned into like little flies and fly away um uh and then they're like well we've we defeated them all the agua evil creatures are gone now we just got to find those toys and it's down to the wire of everyone else like a group of people searching the mountain for the toys everyone else going back to nicholas's and helping him crank out as many toys as they can just in case they can't find them Mm. But they do find them. Uh, They find this big dragon's horde stash of toys uh, of all different shapes and color and bring them back just in time for Nick to take off. And then we get another Mm -hmm. little song uh, sung by Jim Cummings, 
I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's very sweet. It's it's very interesting to hear Pete's voice singing something. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 not. He sang before. Mabel Evangeline. That's him. I'm sure, Winnie the Pooh sings a song. Is he on- Tigger? The Tigger song. Oh, he does. I guess he does. I don't know. But he sounds like Pete mostly at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just like sings a song about be- how how rad it is to be Santa. <laughs> on this my first magical Christmas sleigh ride. Yeah, something like that. I, di- I didn't write down what the actual lyrics were, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meanwhile, while he's doing this, uh, <laughs> he comes back. So he comes back home, and mm. he's like, "I am so old and tired. Uh, I'm going, <laughs> I'm right, going to right to bed." bed. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no! What if he goes to bed forever?" Yeah. So Ak throws together this big like pantheon meeting and we see this big room uh filled with like some gods that are moving in the foreground and then others in the background that are clearly (laughs) painted uh to make the room look more full and there's like different like religious uh gods in there and then there's just a god that looks like a dog uh (laughs) like a dog man like like he looks like uh (laughs) Scruff McGruff, oh, but dog, but, but God, I should say. <laughs> Scruff McGod. Yeah, the, the God of Justice instead of <laughs> Justice Blind holding the scales in front of a courthouse. It's McGruff the Crime Dog. McGruff the Crime God. Justice is colorblind. <laughs> McGruff the Crime Dog doesn't isn't a really good name for a dog that prevents crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McGruff the uh justice dog mcgruff the sound advice dog i'm more interested in mcgruff the dog that does crimes give me those <laughs> stories maybe he used to be a crime dog and then he's he's uh reformed we need a mcgruff most wanted where we meet mcgruff's like doppelganger who is a criminal and then mcgruff gets thrown in jail is there a mcgruff the crime dog cartoon that we could watch or a tv movie well, there is the the McGruff albums, which podcast The Ride has already covered extensively. What are those? Uh, <laughs> it was two different cassette tapes that you could buy at Burger King. Oh. Full, of, full of original McGruff songs. Oh my gosh. Like, way higher quality than they needed to be. <laughs> Look up the episode of Podcast The Ride about McGruff's singing career. Wow, I... I, should, I gotta send that to the the Discord for Bill Buds. That's that's very funny. <laughs> uh, so Ak is here arguing with the Pantheon, talking, and he says, "Somebody says, like reindeer, rabbits, and all other mortal beings, humans only last so long." <laughs> it's like the beginning of a eulogy, uh, <laughs> and so like the whole time, like. He's like convincing the gods and we're cutting back to Santa still sleeping. Uh, and it's just like Whisk getting more and more worried that he might die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we see like the angel of death appear. Right. So, and I, yeah, Whisk is like, oh no, the angel of death is on her way. And we look over and it's kind of like an ice switch. Yeah. I don't know how he looks at this being and knows that's the angel of death. She doesn't particularly scream death. No, she's like, yeah, she's like an ice witch. She has like big, like Liberty Spikes hair. And she's like floating with like a, like a uh, very neutral looking face. 
like unperturbed as she approaches him. Yeah. Uh, and then just as she's about to reach him, Ack appears with a big old blanket uh, and says, uh, "Not today, bitch." Uh, <laughs> not not today, death. Not today, death. Uh, and she smiles and, and flies away. And then he just takes this big shimmery blanket, and he's sleeping next to a uh, Blinky to a Blinky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you just say <laughs> a Blinky? <laughs> Our sixteenth president, Abe Blinky. Abe Blinky. I loved Daniel Day Lewis's performance <laughs> in Lanky. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, he puts this big old magic comforter down over Santa like a press and seal. Uh, <laughs> it just vacuum forms magic to his body, uh, and he's immortal. And apparently, it's implied that so uh, so is Blinky. Uh, I guess so. If Blinky wasn't immortal to begin with, we don't know. What bugs me about this is that at no point has Nicholas asked to become no, immortal. No, it's another one of those good fae pranks where he just wakes up, <laughs> no one tells him that he's immortal, and he's like, I feel like a million bucks. I wonder what's changed. And no one tells him until I'm sure he 20 years from now, he's like, guys, I should have died by now. What did you do? Why do I still live? Why do I still live? I didn't ask for this. Grant and me they do this be- And they do this because they're like, he provides such joy to these children. He has to keep doing this. There's no, he right, has no should, choice. Sure. Right. But it's like, you can't train somebody else to do what he does you could like you can't work on that human society so that it's just better like there are no this one man has to be made immortal that, so that he can bring them toys every there year. are countless santa claus movies about training the next one you could have tried no this is like there's one permanently forever although i something i do want to say is that i did appreciate that this santa claus was so Kind, like he built the kids confidence yeah. he didn't just offer them like here's a treat here's like a, a step up in the world when you're feeling down here's companionship like he builds you know there's that that little girl who can't speak and you know, santa claus inspires her to speak you know ethan is uh self-conscious about his his limp and his cane and then santa claus comes around like you've made quite a fine cane there none of these other kids with the two traditional legs can make a cane the way you do yeah like he 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 is a very good santa like he reaches out more than the typical santa does but because of this he is now condemned to eternal life yeah his gift has now become his curse (laughs) uh but yeah and and then that's kind of the movie um yeah it's so a lot of the There's, obscurities, uh, obscure cartoons that we watch here are expected to not be great. This was mm-hmm. really fun. I really enjoyed watching yeah. this for the first time since I watched it on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, this was a really fun watch. I don't know if it's amazing, but I really liked it. Yeah, it's very sweet. I think it's an interesting kind of fairy tale mythos that we have like you said, it's it's pretty to look at. Yeah. You know, I always love 
kind of generic fairy designs <laughs> that always pleases me there's beautiful pastoral forests i like the music yeah, yeah i can see the yeah, i'd show this to kids we could show this to our niece next christmas oh definitely yeah yeah uh yeah the life and adventures of santa claus 2000 uh <laughs> is how you will have to google it to find this but uh, Blues Brothers 2000, <laughs> Dracula 2000, <laughs> Pokemon 2000, Santa Claus 2000. Do they? Do those movies imply that there were 1999 <laughs> prior installments or prior forms of the main characters? I want to see the Blues Brothers narrative that is like a Groundhog Day where Jake and Elwood <laughs> Blues <laughs> live 1999 of the same day the movie that we saw was their final and successful attempt and that's why it's such a buck wild movie right that's the one where they finally get to kiss andy mcdowell can you imagine if groundhog's day was stitched together where when they arrive on town in town in 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 town uh it's the the final attempt of bill murray trying to leave and that's the whole movie just shorten it by like an hour <laughs> it'd be like that well thank you guys so much for joining us for our first ever holiday special uh, yeah this was a good one I'm glad we watched this movie and we get to tell the people about this yeah now this isn't streaming anywhere because no. you had to buy a DVD of this yeah I bought this DVD loaned it to you and then you, you returned it back and I watched it <laughs> uh, yeah I let you have first dibs uh, thank you but yeah, uh, and that's that's those are the lengths we're going to we're willing to go through to watch some of these <laughs> shows. I have a DVD of Liberty's Kids. Uh, I have a bunch of other DVDs. Um, yeah, for shows we'll watch eventually. Because we live uh, semi close to each other, uh, it's easier for us to do this. Uh, I don't know how yeah. long that's doable, but if it's streamable, that's better, of course. If you're mm-hmm. recommending shows to us, um, yeah. But yeah. This, uh, I hope everyone who watched this had a good time. Who watched this? Who li- if you did watch this, please let us know in the, uh, Way to go. On, on Twitter or on email. Um, if, uh, but thank you everyone that listened to this episode. I hope everyone has a good, uh, holiday this year. This, this episode will be coming out on Christmas. So depending yeah. on what you celebrate, I hope you have a good holiday that day specifically. If you mm-hmm. choose to listen to our podcast instead of whatever you had planned. In which case, I am so proud of you. <laughs> you can integrate us into many of your holiday plans. You know, maybe you're missing your siblings. You're yeah. like, dang, I wish I had some siblings to listen to. <laughs> We're rent-a-siblings. <laughs> For the low, low price of subscription. If you listen to my brother, my brother, and me, and we're like, dang, you got to get a sister in there. Dang, too many siblings. Oops, all siblings. <laughs> Give, low, lower it down. <laughs> <laughs> three is too many what's the best two sibling podcast i can listen to this holiday season now there are there there is competition out there uh oh yeah d, d comedy uh we're cup d comedy we're coming for that throne. Uh, welcome to dead cast the zucchini warriors you know more than i do uh, yeah uh th- thank you guys so much for joining us um thank you again if you want to talk to us uh, send us recommendations uh anything at all 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at SaturdayMOPod. Uh, if you would like to email us, we're, you can email us at SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. Uh, I personally am on Twitter at James Wilk. Melissa? I am on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots Network. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts. And I'm on the general nonsense chat fun show with the captain's log and our uh, pop culture book club media discussion show, The Review Show. And as mentioned earlier, if you go back to our 2018 Christmas episode, we are talking about the movie Rise of the Guardians. Yes, I will be watching that soon. Uh, I won't be listening to that podcast, though. I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to watch the movie. Sorry. This is fair. Um, Okay. uh, Next in the uh, subscription feed, uh, since we're kind of dropping this in the middle early, we're recording this uh, just in time to release this on Christmas. The next uh, actual episode in our feed should be our review of Kick Batowski, Suburban Daredevil. So Mm -hmm. you have that to look forward to. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching us. Uh, and as always, relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. You that man what makes cats? Uh, cats. Yes. And other animals. Me want a cat. Me too. Oh, and who are you? My brother, I'm Mary. (laughs) Well, come in then. Well, actually, Mary, just now I only have one cat. Will you take a bird or a pony? One? No cat? Wait, I do have another cat, Mary. I do. She is a very special cat. Wait! What's the matter? Too scary! Too scary! Scary! (laughs) Really? Oh my, I'm so sorry. She's not scary to me. She's my friend. Mary, how about I make you a cat right now? Um, we scared of tigers and spiders and bears and snakes and lightning and thunder! So, it's better if my toys are friendly, not scary? Right. Like this? <laughs> <laughs>